0: All right, this is called um, Proud Hearts and Dirty Feet. And we're going to take this scripture from John 13, where it's, Jesus is, is talking to his disciples, and they are up getting ready to share the Passover meal. And what that is, that they're celebrating, they do that once a year, and they're celebrating when the Lord led uh, the Egyptians, that when they led the Israelites out of Egypt, when Moses led them out. And this is that celebration to remind them of God's faithfulness, of leading them out of uh, bondage for 400 years. So he tells them to go and prepare the room. And within 24 hours, Christ is going to be put to death for our sins. So I want you to think about that. What um, He's getting ready to go for the ultimate sacrifice. If you knew you had 24 hours to live, how would you spend that last 24 hours? Knowing that you were going to face a horrific death. Would you... Um, you know, sit down with your family. Would you write some things out that you wanted people to know? Would you go shopping? Would you go to your favorite restaurant, have your favorite meal? Well, as we read this, these are Christ's final instructions to his disciples, to his Christ followers, and guess what? That's us too. You know, it it it, start, it starts here with um, the Passover celebration and washing the disciples' feet, and if you read the headers after that, it's. You know, Jesus is the way to Christ. He talks about the promise of the Holy Spirit. He talks about being the true vine. So he's giving them all of these instructions that the world's going to hate you, but then uh, your sadness will be turned to joy. And also, he prays for them. So this is the beginning of that. So as we prepare for that, I want you to just really uh, to drink that in in the context that he's telling them about what, what he's going to tell them is critical and it's valuable to us. Because he's getting ready to show them. In verse 2, let's read that. It says, It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave the world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. That's a critical verse for us. He's he's telling them, okay, I'm going to show you the full extent of my love. The evening meal was served. And the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and he was returning to God. This is important, too. He knows who he isn't. He knows who he is. Just like we need to know who we are in Christ. He knows where he came from, who he is, and where he's going. He got up from the meal. He took off his outer garment, his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water in a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. I know people have heard about foot washings, and I was like, oh, I don't want people to wash my feet. Okay, you have to you have to consider that back then, you know, the roads were filthy. They wore sandals. I don't know about you, but I've worn my sandals for a day when we did Shine Your Light at Road. When I came back, my feet were, they looked like, This little chocolate donut. (laughs) Okay, and you have to think, too, that there are animals on the same road that that they're walking on, so you can imagine how truly dirty your feet would be. So when they would come into a home, they would take their shoes off, and there would be a servant or a slave who would wash their feet. Okay, now this was so nasty, not a, a, a Jewish slave wouldn't even do it. It wasn't even their job. It was assigned to a foreign slave. So that tells you... Ain't nobody want to wash feet. It's nasty. So they all come in, you know, uh, John and Peter were supposed to set the room up for for the dinner, for the Passover meal. So imagine, you comes know, here comes Matthew, he's strolling in, do-do-do, takes his shoes off. Hey, it's like nobody can wash my feet. Okay, well, I'll go sit down. So they all come in, you know, and Peter's like, well, you know, I'm the rock, I'm so not going to do this. I'm just going to go and sit down. You know, and the beloved John comes in, and he's not going to do it. That's not my job. How many times do we say, that's not my job? That's not my job. So they all come in, and Christ comes in. They're seated for dinner. He knows who he is. He knows where he's going, and he stops, and he takes off his, because they wore that, that, like, robe over their tunic. He takes that off, and he puts a towel around him. And he begins to wash their feet. Um, you know, and I, I thought about that. Because up until this point, and even Pastor Buddy had shared, they were talking about kingdom matters. Which disciple was going to be first? Who was going to be great in the kingdom? Is it me? You know, that, that mom came and said, well, will my son be great in the kingdom? You don't know what you're asking. Well, sure, yes, we do. No, you don't. Um, you know, will, will I be the pastor's pet? You know, they were full of pride and self but in the midst of all the talk about greatness and power and prestige, about who was going to be great in the kingdom, Jesus stands up without a word, without any reservation. He takes off his outer garment, he picks up the bowl and the towel, and he begins to wash feet. And as I thought about that, I thought, you know, what did he think about? What did, did he say anything when he was washing their feet? I think we really need to put ourselves in the, in the stories and the true stories that are in the Bible, and kind of experience that. So, I mean, did did he, did he say anything to them? Were they all very quiet as he washed each one? Were they like whispering to one another why he did it? Was, was Jesus praying for them as he was washing their feet? What, what what was he thinking? What was he, you know, think about those things. And I was, I was thinking about that, and I, I was thinking of Colossians verse uh, 1, 15 through 17. As he was doing this, and he took off his outer garment, It says Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realm and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else. And he holds all creation together. I mean, think of that. <clears throat> Even though he laid aside, you know, that that robe of righteousness, that godly, and he became fully flesh, fully human. I mean, those were hands that were going to be nailed to a cross in 24 hours. That just blows me away. Um, I just uh, That's just so cool to me. And as he gets to... Um, Maybe. There we go. He came to Simon Peter who said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said, No, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Now, I would probably say the same thing. No, you can't wash my feet. You're the Lord. You can't do that. Um, but notice, Christ didn't say you have... He didn't say you have no part of me. He said you have no part with me. We have we don't have that relationship with him. Just like Pastor Buddy has explained, our salvation is secure when we put our faith and trust in Him. But what He's showing them is, without this servant heart, you're not going to have that relationship with Me that I desire. See, there are two important symbols in the Scripture. We cannot walk one day without getting dirty in this world. He shows us the need to come to him daily for cleansing. And the other is what I want to focus on today, which is serving, the art of servanthood. See, art is something beautiful, and it's a tribute to our creator. See, Christ needed to show them how important it was to serve one another. The Lord is teaching us also, it is the highest honor to serve another. Serving is an act of great love. Remember what he said, that he was getting ready to show them the full extent of his love, and that was going to be revealed in serving. See, that was just an object lesson. You know, it wasn't really about washing feet. It was about serving and meeting the needs of another. See, Christ wasn't too busy, and he wasn't too focused on what he needed to do which was prepare them. I mean, he was preparing them. They were getting ready to have the Passover meal, which really was a foreshadowing of what Christ was really going to do. He was going to be that perfect sacrifice. But he wasn't too busy to stop and wash some feet. Matthew 10, 24 says, a student is not above his teacher nor a servant above his master. It's enough for the student to be like the teacher and a servant to be like his master. See, sometimes we pick and choose who we're going to serve. Sometimes we serve people that are very uh, close to us or who can benefit us in some way. So today we're going to wash some feet. Come on. I want you to notice that Christ did this, it's not just for the women. I want y'all to hear me. It's not just for women to serve. It's for every Christ follower. Where's my tip? I told everybody to wash their feet beforehand. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know I told Tim, don't have holy socks. Church socks. You know everybody better going, oh my God. I know. Oh my God. Don't worry. We already told everybody so no one would freak out. Put your pants up. See, and as Christ washed the dirt off of their feet, see, a lot of times we just need to let people know that they're of great value, that they're of great worth in the kingdom, that God loves them very much. You know, and I just want Pastor Buddy to know that, that I value him, that he is an awesome man of God. He is a great worshiper, a powerful worshiper, and that I'm committed to serving him in any way I can to fulfill God's call on his life. And I'm also here to serve his family in any way that I can. And I want to be the hands of Christ. See, many times as we do this, we wash away our selfishness and we put on Christ. And a lot of times it's much more humbling for the person who's getting their feet washed than it is for. For the one who's doing the washing. But see, sometimes when we're washing feet and we're serving another, it's easy to do that for someone that we care about. It's easy to do that for someone who we know will go, Man, thanks a lot, Tanya. That was really cool. Thank you. You know? You know? Who, who we know is going to say, Hey, thanks. And he might tell somebody else and go, Wow, did you see what Tanya did? Amen, thank you. Um, you know, and here in this setting, which is really cool, I wanted to watch someone who I didn't know. Because sometimes when we do that, there's no, there's no perk in it for me. There's no kudos in it for me. Because I can, I can come and I can say, hey, you know what? To that brother or sister in Christ, I love you. Christ loves you. And he wants to pour out his love over you. Knowing that I may never see them again. I may never know the impact that that has on their life. You know, and I thought about the family that we adopted for Christmas last year. Remember when we did that? I don't know what the man looks like. I have no clue. I don't know what his daughter looks like. I met Miss Gail one time. I have no idea the impact that we had on that family, but we washed some feet that day, and it was a good thing. Now, another thing, that's really hard for us to do is wash some family feet. Because you know what, I'm, you know, if, if I see a need, if Denise has a need and I see it, it's easier for me to go, here, let me help you. But with family, get yourself, what do you think I am? You're a slave or something, seriously? Do you not see how hard I work all day and you're like, can, you, can you get me this, can you get me that? See, we're, we're see y'all are laughing because it's true. You know, and it's so easy for us to miss the opportunities to do the little things for one another, even in our family, especially in our family, that we forget to wash their feet. And remember, this is just an object lesson. We don't really have to wash feet. Everybody clip their toenails, and scrub their little pinkies. thank you both (laughs) at least the water was warm yeah that's true (laughs) but you know all too often when we we have uh, husbands and wives in the beginning we're so willing to wash feet and as the years pass by we stop doing things for one another we stop uh, encouraging one another We stop um, ministering to one another, and we stop washing their feet. So, Tim, I want you to know that you are an awesome husband. You are an awesome father, and I am here to serve you in any way that I can. I love you with all of my heart, and I think you are amazing. And it is my honor to serve you. (laughs) I think i got it all. Give me a foot. So, as Christ did this, like I said, what was he doing? What was he thinking? What was he? was he saying anything? To show them the highest extent of his love. He got down on his knees, the Word that became flesh, the one who created the foundations of the world and holds them together knelt down and wash some feet that's pretty cool you know and I want to encourage us to wash some feet there are many people that have many needs and uh, you know so many times we have blinders on and we say I'm just too busy well I want to challenge each of us as the Lord has challenged me this week are you more busy than he was? Is your mission more critical than his was? I have to admit to myself, no, Lord, it is not. And I want to pray that when we do that, that we ask him to prioritize our days because our days can be overwhelming. And I'm not, I'm not negating that. There are many people that have many things put upon them that they are responsible for but ask him, Lord, prioritize my day so that I can serve you, that I can look and serve another, so that my eyes are open to the needs of the people I walk by. You know, we don't want to stop doing things for one another. We need to edify and build one another up. We need to see how we can serve them. And this is true, not not just in in a marriage relationship, but any relationship that we enter into, that's what we need to do. I want to read the rest of this. It says, When he had finished washing their feet, he put his clothes on and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash another's feet. I have set an example that you should do as I have done. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. He really doesn't give us a choice, does he? I mean, when you think about it, I've shown you what to do, now do it. You know, and, and he also tells in verse 17, there's a promise. If you do that, you will be blessed and you will be blessed. Although your flesh cries out at moments, you will be blessed. You know, I, 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 it's so hard because I do hear my flesh at times screaming, What about me? What about me? What about me? What about me? You know, and then I pulled this scripture. I was reading something else. And this is, this is Satan in uh, Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. It says, I will ascend to the heavens I will set up my throne above the stars. I will sit on the mount of God's assembly. I will ascend above the highest clouds. I will make myself like the most high. There's a whole lot of I in that. I think we have to be really careful. I I have to be careful that I'm not so consumed with I, that I'm not like Christ. And even in the garden when he was praying, Lord, if there be any other way, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. If there be any other way, you know, let, let, let's do that. I pick, I pick door number two, please. But in the end, what he said, not my will, but yours. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. He's told us what we need to do, so we need, we need to do it. So why is it so hard to serve? Well, in John 3.13, we lack the assurance of who we are. See, if I know who I am in Christ. My ego isn't an issue. My insecurity isn't an issue. You know, because we can have both. We can have that ego or we can be so insecure of who we are that it stops us from doing that very thing, from serving. I'm not, I don't want to be concerned what other people think, what other people say. I want to be most concerned with what God thinks and what God tells me to do. And that's not always easy, but it is possible. John 13, 4 We don't want to get up from the table. All the other disciples, they sat at the table. But Christ gets up. So we don't want to get out of what's comfortable. But when we do that, we forfeit the very thing that will make us more Christ-like. And the next one is we would have to lay aside the outer garment. True servants are willing to be vulnerable. And I have to tell you, when you do that, we're extremely vulnerable. We really are. You know, because... When we're loving someone, we can't, we can't hide. You know what I mean? We really can't hide if we're truly loving on one another. And on John, oh, I'm sorry. There we go. 13.5, all too often, our pitchers are empty. We fail to be filled, so we have nothing to pour out. See, we have to remember that only Christ can meet our deepest need so many times we look to others to meet our needs, and we don't allow him to fill the picture. We don't allow him to fill it. You know, we, uh, we spend time in relationships, you know, thinking, um, you know, what, what can you do for me? We enter into those relationships. What can you do for me? Or how can my life be better because of you? And really, we have that wrong. What, what can I do to serve you? How can I help you be successful? How can I help you achieve what God has called for you to do? Let's see, when, when my pitcher is empty, I don't have anything to pour out. If it's empty, I can't wash feet. We need to spend time with the Lord. And that would be the one thing that I would say, don't interrupt. You know, I, the Lord, I ask him to inter, interrupt my day if need be, but not my quiet time with, with the Lord. That is critical. My prayer time, my quiet time, my study time. And, and it's not reading the Bible time, it's study time. Because I want him to show me something that's going to change my life and make me more like him. I don't want to read it to say, check that box, read that. Because if I do that, I don't even remember what I read. So make sure your pitcher em- is, is not empty, that it's full. I don't like feet. How many of us say, well, you know what? That's just not my thing. That's not, that's not what I want to do. I'm not good at that. You know, feet are dirty and they're smelly and they're calloused and they're nasty. You know, so are ours. I mean, that's the reality of it. So are ours. We don't always have it all together. You know, sometimes the person that's getting the washing is us. You know, we don't, we have to get on our knees. We must, he must increase and I must decrease from John 3.30. Um, you know, we have to humble ourselves not only to the Lord, but to one another. Sometimes that's hard to do. It's hard to humble ourselves to another person. I find it easier to do that with the Lord because I know he's the Lord, it's hard for me to remember that, you know, everyone is a son and daughter of God. My husband is a son. My children are daughters. And sometimes that's hard for me to, to remember that. Um, perhaps the most important is that we refuse to let Christ wash our own feet. He washed their feet to enable them to go and wash another's. We have to let Christ, you have to let Christ love you. You have to. You have to allow him to serve you to the point of your needs. Have you done that? Have you allowed him to serve the point of your deepest need? Because no human can do that. And for you to to expect a human to do that is unfair. It's unrealistic. Now, I I can be hands and feet to the Lord, and I can maybe meet some of your needs, but I can't meet all of them. I just can't do it. But you know what? So many times, like Peter, no, do not wash my feet. But see, sometimes we need to allow people to wash our feet. We need to allow them to serve us, even though, you know, I know sometimes we think, I've got it all together. I don't want anyone to know I don't have it all together. I'm good. I'm good. I got it. I'm good. But the reality is, sometimes we need help. Sometimes we need our feet washed. You know, and I tend to, I'm sure no one else here does this, but I do, You know, I've got all of these things and I've got this checklist and I've done this and I've done this and I've done this and you've done that. That's all you've done. And people have come along and tried to help me and I'm like, no, I got it because I want it done my way, even though their way would be totally acceptable, but I want it done my way. And then I complain and moan because I have all of these things to do and you have done nothing. When the reality is people have been coming, trying to wash my feet and I've told them, no, not now. I'm good, I'm good, I don't need anything. Please allow the Lord to meet your deepest need, to fill you with his love, and not only wash feet, but to allow others to wash our feet. You know, um, Christ's commandment, when, when they were trying to trap uh, the Lord and they were asking well, what is the greatest commandment? And I love his answer, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. It's all about relationships. It's talking about the relationship with the Lord, who, who I am in Christ, and my relationship with others. And he even asked him, well, who is my neighbor? Okay, well, it was, it was the example was a Samaritan, and, the, and, and everybody passed him by. All the churchy people passed him by, but not the Samaritan, and it was someone he didn't even know. So that neighbor is someone I don't even know, that I have no relationship with, but who's in need, and I can meet that need. And sometimes the needs are so great, we can just pray for them. You know, I don't want... And a lot of times when we're washing feet, they're those small little things. They're words of encouragement. It could be anything. I think of my mom, who I think, you know, looking back, I see she was washing feet, but at the time, I thought, you're crazy, Jocelyn was in school, and it was a three-hour drive. And she would go, and she would take her to lunch. She would drive three hours. They would eat lunch for an hour, and Mom would drive back three hours. I thought, you're insane. Why would you do that? She was washing feet. You know? Looking back, she was washing her feet. You know, and that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. And I have some scriptures says, each of us should look not only to our own interests, but also to the interests of others. Philippians 2.4. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Mark 10.43. And isn't that so not like the world? You know, I look at our children and the younger generation, and mine as well, we don't serve very well. We're so consumed with what I want, what I need, we don't even look to see the needs of others. And it's sad. It's very sad because we're not teaching them to love others and to think more highly of them than we do ourselves. And I see that in in our own children. You know, and it's, it's heartbreaking. Because I used to be, mom can attest to this, extremely selfish. Everything was about me. You know what, that's a very lonely way to live. It's very lonely and I miss out on a lot of opportunities uh, to serve someone. You know, God places these people in our lives every day, and it doesn't take very long. I mean, it could be something as simple as you're in the grocery store, and instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I gotta hurry up and get this, I gotta go home and make dinner, because I get like that, and there's a woman who can't reach the top shelf. Do you need something, ma'am? Yeah, can you get me that? Okay, I've washed her feet. It doesn't have to be this humongous thing. It could be something that takes just a smidgen of our time. Even, even when you're getting, as buddy goes to the place and gets tea and McDonald's, it could be nothing more than saying, hey, thank you. I hope you have a really good day. And I mean, looking at them, not, hey, there, yeah, thanks, got to go. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Have a great day. It could be something small like that. Encouraging our spouse, taking notice of our spouses. You know, we, over time, we, we neglect that. We neglect that. New commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know you are my disciples if you love one another. I want you to think of, he said that the, to show them the full extent of my love, that love and servanthood, you know, they're very they're intertwined. They're very intertwined. Be like Jesus by serving others. See, we have to have the right motivation. We serve because of love. We serve because of Christ's love in us and through us. Because we can't serve if we don't have Christ's love in us. We can't do it. I can't do it. I'm too selfish. By having the right attitude, we need to serve with humility, thinking of others more highly than ourselves, which is hard to do. It's hard to do sometimes. And we have to have the right knowledge, just like the verse up above says, to serve others to achieve true greatness. Greatness in the kingdom. How about that? Greatness in the kingdom, not worldly greatness. You know, because in this world, we all want to be first, don't we? When you're a kid, you want to be first in line, you want to be first picked. You know, pick me, pick me. You know, and that last person, mm, that's not real fun. I've been the last person to be picked. You know, but Christ says, you know, You must become a servant to be great in the kingdom of God. And I heard this verse on Caleb, and I thought, man, that is so cool. That is so cool, Lord. It was um, Galatians 5.13. It says, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but do not use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. I just thought my selfish nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. To serve one another in love. So I would ask as you go about your day, this is this, what Pastor Buddy would say, preaching to me first. As I go about my day, who am I looking for to serve? I pray that God gives us eyes to see and ears to hear the heart of his children who are in need of a foot washing. Love
1: is- great great message, huh? Amen. Because you know what? That's that's not a fun place to be. You know, a lot of times, like she said, when we think about the world, we want to be first. You know, we don't want to reduce. We want a man to come throw an elbow, get to the top, right? So thank you. Thank you. Um, and when I look at things like this and I think, wow. You know, what can we learn about God from this? And just like she said. He humbled itself. How much more should we be like that? So as we just come to this part of our, our uh, service, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys about this. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and I want to I talk to you for a minute to just speak right to your heart. And I ask you this, you know, how's your serving going? How's your heart being turned to the Lord? And, and I pray that through Tanya's uh, message today, and, and just the servanthood that I pray that you see every time you come in here. You know, when you're at the door, when, you, when you're leaving, when we're hanging out. And we always say, take a few minutes. Don't have to rush out of here. I want to get to know you better, see what's going on. Oh, and you know, it doesn't doesn't have to stop here. It actually, the servanthood starts here. And, and that's what I pray that when people see a KTP worship center sign, they say, man, those people love the Lord. Those people were there when this was going on. Whatever it is, because I'm going to tell you, we are reflection of Christ. We are a mirror of Christ. And the only way that we get more perfected in that is going back to fill up the pitcher of water, going back to the word, spending time with God. Remember, I always say our salvation is secure because of what Christ did. So I'm going to ask you today while we're, we're just talking heart to heart. Are you secure in Christ? You said, what do you mean, buddy? What I mean is this. Have you... Ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and forgive you of your sin. And say, Lord, I know I need you. My feet are dirty. My mind is dirty. My eyes are dirty. Whatever it is, because the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of glory of God. But the free gift of Jesus that he's offering you today is here. Today is the day of salvation. So if you're here today and you say, man, that's my prayer. I want to show you how simple it is. I want to tell you how hard it was. Because it wasn't cheap, it cost God his very best. It cost Jesus Christ, paying out his life, pouring out his blood for the sin of the world. But when we receive that by faith, when we call on the name of the Lord, like I say every week, he says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if that's your prayer today, I just want to pray with you. Father, we thank you for those here today. Lord, nobody's here by accident. It's, it's your time for a place such as this. And I pray, if that's a prayer one here, that they say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I receive you as Lord and Savior, Lord. I believe you're the Son of God who paid the ultimate price with his life and rose again on the third day. If that's your prayer today, don't leave here without saying, you know, I prayed that prayer with Pastor Buddy today. Hey, you know, that, that, that illustration that Tanya did really ministered to my heart today. Let us know so we can come alongside and encourage you if you've got questions and pray with you. Because you know what? This is your service. This is your time. So, Father, I do thank you for each one here. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, you are so much more. And, Father, you take what we bring to the table and you make it so much more because that's just how big a God you are. You are amazing and you're awesome. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.